is going on guys matt downs with daily grind fantasy sports to break down this mlb 10 game slate it starts at seven o'clock right now we have good news regarding the coronavirus it does not seem like they will put the entire season on hold instead they will continue it i want to go over a couple of things before we break down this slate first of all i want to talk about last night and our strategy going forward if you are struggling with mlb it is one of the easiest sports to take advantage of those chalk donkeys those guys that are just looking at Vegas odds and putting together a lineup and putting them in big GPPs, putting them in any kind of GPPs that don't make sense. One thing that we preach at Daily Grind Fantasy is taking advantage of the leverage. Last night was a perfect example of taking advantage of the leverage because we had insane run totals on teams that shouldn't have been in the top. Uh, one of those teams was Tampa Bay. We actually took a look here at our spreadsheet yesterday. Tampa Bay was one of my favorite leverage stacks because they were they were coming in at 4.6 runs, which isn't that bad. They had near bottom of the barrel ownership, and they were one of the most deflated ownership teams on the entire slate. Going against Fulte, a lot of people were on Fulte. He did very, very bad. So we took advantage of that. Tampa Bay put up 14 runs, and I had some great results. If Chicago White Sox would have played that would have been a very good leverage spot but their ownership was reflective in the weather so I get that um, and then one of my other favorite stacks, stacks was on the flip side of Atlanta um, didn't do so hot but when two or when one of two leverage stacks do hit and you throw those in the GPPs you get results like this and uh, it was a very profitable night I went all in with the Tampa Bay stacks here on this contest $60 in $560 out four for four for profit for me for the season personally and if you guys jump on the daily grind fantasy patreon again it is $20 a month and we go over this and more we cover league of legends we cover csgo as of right now we cover nba which will be starting up thursday cannot wait to do live videos live streams for that and nonetheless, guys, I cannot wait to answer any questions about this. If you guys do have questions, feel free to ask those questions in the YouTube comment section below. Again, I'm monitoring all those chats, whether it be Twitter, Discord, YouTube. I try to get to all those questions by the end of the day and by lock. And again, we'll be doing a live before lock. TJ hopefully will be on this show a little bit later in the day, starting at around 5.30, 6 o'clock. So hopefully you guys can make it there. We get last minute. Of course, there's been so much injury news. We get last minute injury news for the MLB. We get those uh, ownerships out for you. Uh, get to, get talking about some of our favorite uh, our favorite cash stacks after all the ownership has adjusted. So let's go ahead and finally dive right into the slate. Like I said, it is a ten game slate as of right now. No weather concerns. Um, we have very little weather concerns for the Toronto Washington game, which doesn't happen to be on the slate. So, I mean, if we look across the board, eleven percent weight. Wayne. Rain percentage here for Arizona and Texas is the worst weather concern that we have. But again, we'll monitor that closer to lock because things might change. We know weather changes. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about the over-unders because those paint a good picture of where the chalk's going to be. Right now, we have Milwaukee at 5.22 runs, Pittsburgh 4.28, a nice middle ground for some of these, these run totals. We have Kansas City Royals and Detroit. The, the totals have not come in yet, which is a good sign for chalk because usually the chalk line does adjust um, – or the uh, the line does adjust. It takes a while if teams aren't properly adjusted for the Vegas initial 
uh, targets. So let's just hypothetically say Vegas set this at 4.5 and right now it's getting hammered. Right now the system isn't updating fast enough for it to come in the Roto Grinders. Kansas City Royals and Detroit at zero. But I can tell you right now pitching matchups look favorable for Kansas City yet again. They put up 14 runs last night. I'm not going to say I'm th that they're going to put up that many runs tonight. But they're in a very good matchup. Detroit on the flip side just as good. The Mets and Boston, I do suspect the chalk will come from Boston. Just looking at the matchup, the matchup is not favorable for the Mets or Boston, really. But Boston has been chalked thus far, and they were a huge letdown last last night. But I do suspect they bounce back here. Boston should put up uh, close to 4.5, 5.5 runs, I do think. And if we look at the Mets here, they're going to be chalk again, too. So this matchup, I think, in general, just because of the poor p pitching matchups, as of right now, for the Mets and Boston, another great matchup to target. St. Louis and Minnesota. Minnesota has been a on a tear as of late. 5.2 run total. I like that run total. St. Louis, 4.8, a little bit lower. Arizona, 4.65 has been quite the letdown. Has appeared in some of my favorite leverage stacks, but hasn't actually performed that well. So 4.65 for them. Texas, 4.85 should be a very close matchup there. The Dodgers and Houston, what would be expected as a shootout 4.77 run total in houston a 4.23 just because of the pitching matchups here i like the pitching matchups we have walker bueller um starting for the dodgers and then we have for houston we have valdez starting for houston and uh was just put on a very great performance last season so i do like both of these pitchers and this matchup going against scary hitting teams so all that kind of factor in this game a must watch game in my opinion uh, Colorado going against Oakland. Oakland is actually at a 5.67, which is very weird because Oakland's playing at their home park, not at Coors Field. So Coors Field, a four point, or Coors, a, uh, or sorry, Colorado, a 4.33 over under. And Oakland is right now without the Boston Met and the Mets uh, over under adjusted. 5.67 is actually the highest on the slate. It'd be interesting because Oakland usually isn't that high owned. I wonder if the ownership will adjust for that. We will see about that. Seattle, a 3.85 total. The Angels, a 5.15, a scary batting team. I like them as well. And the Padres and Giants have not adjusted right now, but that isn't too scary of a matchup, I do think. Because it is a giant stadium, the totals won't be over 4.5. So nothing to really raise your eyebrows at there. And let's go ahead and go um, game by game and look at the pitching matchups. Maybe find some hidden gems here within these lineups. Lindblom, I don't know if I'm saying that name right, is going against Pittsburgh from Milwaukee. So Pittsburgh right now has, like we said, like uh, this is this is very similar to last night, has some hit or miss spots. Bell's in a great spot. Pittsburgh isn't that consistent of a team. Hitting-wise, it's hard for them to get a relay going. I like Bell, uh, .318 ISO, a 4 or 0.410 weighted on base average. And if we go down to Reynolds, Reynolds has a 196 ISO and a 395 weighted on base average. Not that bad of a spot here. Azunia, a 237 ISO and a 352 weighted on base average. There's some bright spots within that lineup. However, the others are pretty lackluster. And now switching over to the Milwaukee Brewers hitters, we have going or we have the, the Milwaukee bats going against Holland. Holland struggles immensely versus right-handed 
right-handed pitchers or right-handed batters rather so if we look here braun in a very good spot hitting in the fourth spot projected right now the other guys aren't that good against righties or yeah aren't that good against lefties rather so kane not that good and the rest of the lineup here not too much outside of braun and of course yelich is always in the picture there's the one of the best hitters in all of mlb um I do like Braun, though. Braun is, should be a good bang for your buck if you guys are looking in that direction for Milwaukee. Now, going down to the Kansas City Royals-Detroit game, this is what I'm talking about, okay? We look at the Royals, and if they weren't chalk last night, or if they were chalk last night, then they'll definitely be chalk tonight. We have Merrifield, not in a bad spot. We have Solar in a great spot. Yeah, again, Mondesi, not in that bad of a spot. However, the weighted on-base average does scare me. And then Perez, which got a homer last night, 18 points. I do suspect should be pretty chalky yet again because these guys are coming in at bottom of the barrel price tags. I already sorted by point per dollar value, and these guys are the best point per dollar value on the entire or in the entire slate. Okay. I'm not saying they're good, and I'm not saying that they will put up an extreme amount of runs. I'm saying they're good for your your cash games, your good bang for your buck. I don't expect them to explode or anything, all right? So if we go over to Detroit against Lopez, this is an extremely bad matchup. Uh, Lopez is not good versus lefties. Uh, we have some switch handers here. Good rum, not that bad. Uh, weighted on base average does scare me. We know Detroit does struggle a lot versus um, right-handed uh, pitchers, but if we look up and down the lineup here, Goodrum not in that bad of a spot, and then we have Maben not bad down here. Um, Lopez again going against a very bad hitting team, but Lopez is just a bad pitcher, so this could be a hit or miss for the Detroit offense. And then scrolling down here, we actually have uh, Chicago versus Cleveland. This should be the second head of their um, doubleheader. Uh, they play at 3.40, which is earlier, earlier today. We'll get some showdown content content going on Discord, so hopefully you guys can take advantage of that if you are Patreon members. And then what we have here is uh, Rodon. So he is very bad against, or he's very good against left-handed hitters. Right now, all these guys are switch hitters. They should be hitting right-handed. So this should be literally all right-handed matchups. So if we look at the right-handed, he gives up a 3.28 Weighted on base average and ISO of 160. Not too much power. However, they do get on base a lot. Cleveland could make for some relays. Could get on base a lot. I like Cleveland to be sneaky. Um, and I also like Rodon to be a good GPP pitcher. Going over to the White Sox here. We have a good matchup for the White Sox. These guys always come in lower owned. Anderson, Moncada, Abreu, Encarnacion, Jimenez, all very, very good spots. I love the one through five for them, these guys. And um, I think it's Plutko or Pluko. Just stinks. I mean, if you look at this, a 345 with on base average versus lefties, 208 ISO, and a 325 uh, with on base average, and a 234 ISO against righties. We have a lot of righties in this lineup and even some switch hitters and then a lefty. So again, I love Chicago. Just look at my first look at it. I have to wait for the ownerships. These guys could end up being chalky. I don't know. We will have to take a further look closer to a round lock. Going to the Mets in Boston, like I said, Hall is just not that great. Not very inconsistent. Uh, pitcher, we have a left versus righty comparison here. He struggles more so against lefties. We have McNeil and Quint Conforto in there as lefties. Good thing is they're not that good on in the lineup against lefties. 
So we will see about that. And then against righties, he still struggles, but is a little bit better. Rosario in the prime spot. Alonzo should draw the chalk yet again. He was very chalky last night and had a home run. We have J.D. Davis not in the bad spot as well. I like the Mets, and I like them to be sneaky. Hopefully, they fly under the radar. Hopefully, their over-under isn't as high as expected. Going over to the Boston lineup, we have Peterson, who doesn't have any data from the 2019 season. But we have a good Boston lineup, I will say this. Uh, usually when that happens against somebody where we don't have that much data, they usually draw the chalk. A lot of uncertainty against a very good team. J.D. Martinez, this is crazy. A 482 ISO and a 544 weighted on base average. If you're telling me this guy is going to get on base over half the amount of times he's at bat, sign me up for him. He has great home run hit ability. One of my favorite players on the entire slate. And then Bogarts is another great play. Vasquez hitting out of the sixth spot as well. Alright, now scrolling down here to the St. Louis-Minnesota game. Right now, Minnesota is on the tear, like I said, and last season they did very, very well. I mean, if you just look at this, this is a lot of green, but a very good pitcher. This is going to be a make or break for Martinez and this stack of Minnesota. Right now, they're projected at 5.2, which is actually a lot. So, I mean, if you're a betting man, um, I'm not. I don't like to do bets. But if you are, then I would bet the under on this. I mean, Martinez is no joke. The, uh, we have 88 plate appearances versus left-handers. Um, they have a nice split between left and rights. But he lets up a 292 weighted on base average versus lefties and a .092 ISO, which is actually very, very good. He lets up no power. This guy is a very safe pitcher against a very... Uh, hard-hitting team, so this should be very interesting. I might actually turn this game on because I'm very curious on how it's going to go. I think this matchup's going to be great. And then versus righties, it's the same story. A 255 with an on-base average and a .05 ISO. So, again, like I... The Minnesota can fly under the radar again. I hope they do, and if they do, I'm gonna I'm gonna take him. And I hope Martinez's ownership is very low, so I can take him from some of my GBP lineups. All right. So I like this matchup. I think it's gonna be very intriguing, and I think a lot of people are going to be scared away from both sides of this matchup. Going over to St. Louis, we have Homer Bailey. Homer Bailey against a an okay St. Louis team. This is gonna be another hit or miss, but I think it favors more Homer Bailey. He does pretty well against lefties, and we have a lot of lefties in this lineup: Wong, Goldschmidt, Carpenter, and then we have a righty. Uh, 339 and the 135 ISO, and that's even that bodes pretty well against somebody like Edmund. Um, and then we also have Dijong here, um, probably in the best spot, but even him. I mean, a 331 weighted on base average and a 228 ISO. I mean, it's okay, nothing to raise your eyebrow at. All right, going down to Arizona and Texas, I'm gonna take a water break here, real quick. Uh, bear with me, guys. All right, so we have uh, Gibson going against Arizona hitters. Uh, Arizona is always green for me. I, I that's why I like him so much because they always fly under the radar. But if we look at if we look at this chart, they actually he actually does better versus righties. <clears throat> this is a lefty and righty mix for a lineup. He struggles more against lefties, so because of that, I like Marte here in the in the uh, front. I like Peralta here, second Escobar. And Calhoun as my favorite plays on this roster. Again, against righties, he does a little bit better. But I, I, I want to say I'm going back to the well with Arizona. But man, they have been struggling getting their bats going. I, I hope that they do because these guys will probably be a good leverage stack tonight. 
Going over to the Texas hitters against Kelly from Arizona. Right now, we have a very hit-or-miss team from Texas, and that's usually the case. Gallo, one of the best heavy hitters in all of MLB. Um, Gibson struggles against lefties. Gallo is a lefty. Odor is a lefty, and Chu is a lefty. This is a very lefty-dominated lineup here from Texas and a great hitter-friendly ballpark. This is another team that kind of sits in that soft spot where it's like, I think that they could do well, but I also think that they could stink. So GPP team written all over it. I really do like Texas for GPPs. Going down to the Dodgers and Houston, like I said, the matchups are not good for hitters. We have Bueller, one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. 265 versus lefties, a 134 um, ISO. And righty, against righties, he's a weight on base average of two. 75 and a 156 iso i will say this about the dodgers in general and houston for that matter their ownerships are usually inflated because they are obviously two of the best hitting teams in all of mlb if i had to make a bold prediction tonight i don't see these pitchers giving up the optimal stack i probably won't be high on these guys in gpps again i have to see where these over-unders kind of sit if we switch over to the dodgers side here like i said um, Valdez does struggle a lot against righties. That's the one thing that the Dodgers have going for them. Betts, Turner, Taylor, all in good spots. However, their two superstars here with Muncie and Bellinger are lefties. So, I don't know. I, if, if I had to favor one team, I'd say the Dodgers do have the better hand here. They have the better pitching. And I think that they are in a prime spot for going off somewhat, at least their righties. But again, I don't think these pitchers let it get out of hand. This is going to be a very competitive matchup. I, th I think it's going to be more low scoring than people expect, so we will see. Probably not high in these guys outside the pitching for GBPs. Going over to the Seattle-Los Angeles Angels game. Sandoval struggles immensely versus lefties. If we look at the stats here, 420 and 333 ISO. So a lot of power versus lefties. But guys, guess what? Seattle stinks. We have Seager in an absolute smash spot here. Kyle Seager... Um, a .3 ISO and a .394 weighted on base average. And like I said, Sandoval just struggles immensely versus lefties. Uh, pretty much, I think that's the only guy here. So, I mean, if you guys want to take a stab at Seattle, I don't hate it. Sandoval should be a good GBP pitcher. I think he's relatively cheap. But, I mean, GBP all over the place. All right, looking at the hitters for Los Angeles, we have Trout, Rendon, obviously the two best hitters and all of baseball i think i think rendon is is definitely underrated he finally got his uh start to shine last season um this season i think we all expect the same kind of performance a 301 iso and a 429 weight on base average that of course if he does play and sheffield just stinks so i think this is a great team to target if they do come in at lower than anticipated ownership um pujols down here not in a bad spot as well so i like these guys for gbps all right, going over to the Colorado and Oakland. Like I said, Oakland has the highest implied total on the slate. All right, we have this pitcher here struggling against lefties and righties. I get it. Um, but if you just look at the one through five, it's all green. And then the rest of the lineup kind of stinks. So if they're going to get it going, they have to get it going early in the lineup. Uh, we have to get relays going. And I think, that's the, I think that's why Oakland is so streaky because they have good hitters and then they have pretty bad hitters. So I think there's a nice mix there. They could definitely get it going. But, I mean, this this guy could definitely end up um, keeping them at bay. I think that this could be a lower-than-anticipated scoring game. I hope not. I hope Oakland does come in at, lo at lower ownership so I can hammer them in GPPs. We don't know. Hopefully that they they uh, hopefully they do. So we'll see. Uh, Colorado. 
So Mengden, Mengden struggles very much against lefties. We have Dahl here at the very front of the lineup in a smash spot. Blackman also in a great spot. And Murphy, not so much. A lot of these guys are lefties, and that's the one thing that they have going here for this matchup. I like Colorado actually more GBP-wise than I do Oakland if we do anticipate the ownership coming in low yet again for Colorado. I feel like these guys are always low-owned. I feel like they always have that potential. They have been a letdown, yes, this far this season. It's kind of the same picture as Arizona. We will see. All right, I do like Colorado for GBPs. I think we have one more game to cover. It is, is the Padres and San Francisco. Samarja is anticipated to get his start today. Uh, pretty good. He just gives up a lot of power versus lefties. That's the only big if. Gresham, not that bad here. Um, the only good spot. Hosmer, not that bad. But again, should keep him at bay. I like Samarja for a GBP pitcher. Actually, I think Samarja, and that's no bias because I love Samarja as a pitcher. Another name. Um... I actually like him a lot for GBPs. And last but not least, we will talk about the Giants versus the Padres. Right now is a good matchup for Davis or Davies. Sorry, um, going against Yaz. I mean, he keeps everybody at bay. Yaz is in a decent spot. Sandoval, Dickerson, but they're still the San Francisco Giants, and they're at San Francisco, which is a very pitcher-friendly ballpark. They're actually one of the worst in the league for pitchers or for hitters. Sorry. Um, just a nightmare because it's so far away. It's hard to hit homers. It's very hard to hit at all in that park. So, again, I really do like the pitching matchup here for Samarja and Davies. All right, so hopefully this video did help, guys. If it did, please hit that subscription button. Please hit that notification bell. And, of course, please smash that like button. appreciate all the support. And be sure to show up to the live stream a little bit later where we will break down our last-minute thoughts on the entire slate. With all that being said, guys, have a great rest of your day, and let's cash.